talking about Rosh Hashanah a little bit today because um, Pastor tried to do it last weekend, <laughs> and, we, and we got your back. Yeah, we were going to tag team. We probably we probably end up doing something anyways because I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna say something that's gonna spark you. It's just it, it's the way it works. But okay, so I'm gonna start. <laughs> okay, so in the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah actually means head of the year. And just like the head controls the body, our actions on Rosh Hashanah have a tremendous impact on the rest of the year, right? And the biblical name for this is Yom Tirah, which is, means literally the day of shouting or blasting. Woohoo! We're going to be talking about some shouting. We're going to talk about some blasting today. Another name is the Feast of Trumpets. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24, King James. Come on, we got to get started now. <laughs> Leviticus 23, 24, please. Woo! It says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial, a blowing of trumpets, a holy congregation. That's Rosh Hashanah. And you shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Uh, in the New Living, it says, A day commemorated, commemorated with loud blasts of a, of a trumpet. Let's go to... Oh, praise the Lord. You going to blast it? Can you play a shofar? Shofar? I know. You're going to have like no lips. Yeah. Come on. I guess it does. But you did it. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to play it after her now? <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of which, let's go to Joshua chapter 6, please. Hallelujah. There's something about a shofar. Yeah. There was a, I was on a website, or uh, not a website. Yeah, it was the other day. And they showed this guy playing a shofar. And, and he's... Um, over in, in Israel, and he hit some notes, but this shofar was about four feet long, right? Oh, 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 I got chills thinking about it. I guess you would. We're going to start in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. It says, now Joshua, uh, Joshua, now Jericho was uh, straightly shut up because of the children of Israel, none went in, none came in, none went out, none came in. Verse 2, and the Lord said unto Joshua, see. God's telling us to see beyond our natural. Look out. And he says, <laughs> it says I have a, I've got this little note here, and I know it's from pastor. It says, see beyond your natural. All, uh, all you can ever have is what you can see. So, see beyond your natural. It says, see, I have given into your hand Jericho, but it's tightly shut up. But he said, I gave it to you. And the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and you shall compass or surround the city, all you men of war. Go around about the city once. Thus shall you do six days. And seven priests shall... Uh, Carry before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day you shall surround the city seven times, and the priest shall blow with the trumpets. These the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast, 
with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Now, the word shout in the Hebrew, ruah. You ever listen to the people in the, in the, uh, in the military, especially in the States? Hoorah! Right? That's what they say when they, before they go out to war. Hoorah! Why? Because it's a war cry. It means to split the ears with sound, shout for joy, to shout a war cry, to destroy. Your shout is going to destroy the enemy. There is, oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> not only that, it says make a joyful noise, to sound an alarm, to shout in triumph over your enemies. Your shout will help you to get over. Sometimes you have to shout to get over. Because if the joy of the Lord is your strength, which it is, but sometimes we need to stir up our joy and, and just get some shouting going on. And, and it's, it's a, one of those things where it's like, well, I don't feel like it. And there's times when you don't, but then that's the time when you do. Amen. So, uh, hallelujah. There'll be more. Yeah. But see, see, the thing is, is that I, I've learned this over the last little while. See, faith comes by hearing. And the more that we talk about it, the more it's going to get into you. Then your shout will come. Because it says, surround the city. Don't say nothing until your faith is built up for your shout. Come on now. You need to have something in your faith to be, to be strengthened so you can shout it. If not, you're just doing something that I said to do. I'm not going to manipulate you, just shout, shout, because I said so. Who am I? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, verse 10, and Joshua commanded the people saying, you shall not shout, <laughs> I, I'm ahead of myself, or, or make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout, then you shout. Why? Because then your faith is ready. You've been walking around this thing. God said, see, look, I've given you this city, and, but it's tightly shut up. Yeah, but look at it. I've given it to you. What's he doing? He's, he's telling you, I've given this to you. This is yours. But it don't look like mine. Well, walk around again. Take a look. It's tightly shut up. Walk around again. There's men of valor. Walk around again. The kings are there. Walk around again. Praise the Lord. Verse 20. So the people shouted when the police, when the priest blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass. It came to pass when it was time. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the, and the people shouted with a great shout, the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up to the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And the, and the thing was, it fell down. It didn't fall down this way. It fell down this way. Boom. Incinerated. Yeah. Just like our situations will fall down flat when we have our faith geared up for your shout. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So how did they get to that point? Well, let's see. Hebrews 11, of course. They had to build their faith, and so do we. 
Because, you know, like sometimes you think, okay, why doesn't something happen when you know what's happening or when it should be happening? Well, the faith is not there. So if your faith is not there, keep digging. Keep digging. Why? Because revelation comes, right? Revelation comes. Head, heart, head, heart, head, heart. Boom! Then we got it. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things but not seen. So I had to look. Somebody, somebody on, uh, on the other day was talking about water being a substance. The substance of the flood was the water. And I was like, the substance? The substance. Substance. I looked it up. And, and it's um, hypostasis. And it's, uh, it's a setting or placing under. Just place something under, a support. It's a guarantee. Faith is a guarantee. What's the faith on? This word is a guarantee. It's a possession. It's an existence or deposit. It's confidence um, based on a foundation of reality. So they believed and they trusted the word of the Lord. We believed and trusted the word of the Lord. When we said Jesus come into our heart, come into our lives, well, he did. How do you know? Well, we have substance. We have this. It's our substance, right? Um, Romans 10, verse 5 uh, to 18. New living, please, uh, Annette. Just because it's a little bit, and, and it, uh, it just really um, does something. Verse 5 in Romans 10. For, for Moses writes that the, law, the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. Verse 6, but faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven or bring Christ down to earth. And verse 7, don't say who will get out to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says this message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart, on your lips, in your heart. So it'll go on your lips speaking, but then eventually it gets into your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. Verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That's our substance. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Verse 11, as the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never, never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say might be or hope to be. It says will be. Verse 14, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can you call on somebody to save if you don't know who they are and if you don't believe that they are? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messenger who bring good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. We know that. But there, there's going to be something. The glory of God is going to move on people that don't know Jesus. Because we've been sinning in this. 
And when you come around people that don't know Jesus, they are going to be convicted in a way where they're just going to come up to you and say, man, I need for you to pray for me. I need Jesus because I see Jesus in you. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, verse 16, not everyone welcomes the good news for Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed their message? So faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. The good news. Not that Jesus took somebody to heaven because he needed a flower in the garden. That's not good news. Man. So in uh, uh, Romans 10, 17, King James says, So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So healing comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Prosperity comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Rejoicing comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more we talk about it, it was like that one time when Pastor was talking about the, uh, when we were in the Philippines having those <laughs> quadruple thick mango shakes. That's five thick. We started with two thick and we talked them into five thick. These mangoes were fresh off the tree, tree ripened. And they made their own ice cream. And I mean, these shakes were just... <laughs> now, when, when Kuya David talked about that, the first thing we wanted to do when, when the service was done, we got a shake. Now, I could talk to you about a lemon. James remembers this, my lemon pie. <laughs> I've got a dish that holds four pies. And I make a lemon pie, the, 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 <laughs> oh, the filling is that thick. <laughs> I know, isn't that something? When Shirley was pregnant with Candace, she went through one of these things every three days. It, it, it was amazing, and Candace was not like lemon. I'm thinking, girl, you got lemon in your veins. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> Yeah, and then, so, you know, you stick that in the fridge, and, like, I can make meringue about that thick now, right? And, and so you put that in the fridge for a couple of days, and then you cut into it, and it stays firm. But that lemon will just get you, you know where it gets you right there? Right? Now, if I keep talking about that, we're going for lemon pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if we talk about the glory... The same thing's going to happen. Why? Because we're, we're developing a hunger and a thirst for it. And, and a hunger and thirst for rejoicing. Um, breakthrough. Your breakthrough comes by hearing. Amen. And so I, I looked this up. Because, you know, if you're, if you, when you're, um, what's that, dictionary.com. It says, um, breakthrough. A sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. But it's sudden. It says to, um, the synonym is to advance, to step forward, to, to a quantum leap, to step in the right direction with success and improvement. That's your breakthrough. And this is our new year. So we're expecting, because we start talking about your breakthrough, what's going to happen? Faith comes, right? And so then your shout will come by hearing. All right. Shout means ruah, to split the ears with sound, to shout for joy, shout a war cry, destroy, make a joyful noise, to shout and triumph over your enemies. Let's go to Psalms 35, 27. 
Pastor knows this one. He, we do it all the time. But it's good to get your eyes on it. Amen? Proverbs 35, 27. Are you there? No? Yes? Oh, sorry, it's Psalms. My mistake, Psalms. I don't even have Proverbs on this page. It's all Psalms. Thanks, Suzanne. <laughs> Psalms 35, 27. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad. That's two things. You got to shout for joy and then gladness comes. That favor my righteous cause. Yeah, let them say continually. See, there has to be a, a continual saying to get your joy activated. So you continually say, let the Lord be magnified. Why? Because he has pleasure in my prosperity and my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Well, the more that you talk about it, the more that you start generating it, then the shout comes really easy. You don't have to work up your shout. Amen? Um, Psalms 47, verse 1. Please. It says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. It's not a voice of whining. In the message, it says, Applause, everyone. Bravo. I like that. Bravo. Brav bravissimo. It says it, bravissimo. Shout to God, so, shout God's songs at the top of your lungs. See, yeah, shout God's songs. Don't be shouting about the <laughs> protests. <laughs> it's going to give you faith in the opposite direction. Psalms 100, verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Don't you know that the Lord, he is good? He is God. He's good too. And it is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We're blue ribbon sheep here. Hallelujah. We don't have sheep with teeth that bite and devour one another. No, no. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. If you don't have any thanksgiving, what we're, because Ashton started Thanking God today, very thankful heart. Well, why? Because you enter into his, you enter in with thanksgiving, all right? And then you, like, you enter his courts with praise. And when you do that, be thankful unto him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endures to all generations. That means we qualify. Sir. Name's the shepherd. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> on the message, Psalms 100, it says, On your feet now and applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. See, laughter is a gift. Amen. It's a gift that's given to us. Sing yourselves into his presence. Don't come crawling and bawling and squalling. Sing, God, you're so good. What happened? We started singing that. <laughs> there we are. Sing yourself into his presence. Know this. God is God and God, God, period. He made us. We didn't make him. We are his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you. What a lost word for some time. Like, you hold the door for somebody and they just, Take it. 
I just look after her. No, thank you. You're welcome. Ignorant thing. Well, let's, come on now. Be, be, it, it, you're allowed to be. <laughs> be polite. There's nothing wrong with saying thank you. Because if you, if you let the door close in front of them, they're going to look at you. So you hold the door, and they still look at you. <laughs> Make yourself at home. Talking praise. Thank him. Worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, and loyal always and ever. He's loyal. He's loyal. Psalms 40, verse 16, please. Let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. You magnify the Lord above circumstances, above situations, above things that are happening that are uh, contrary to the word. You make God bigger than your situation. What happens? He happens. New Living says, um, may those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. If you're repeatedly shouting, the Lord is great, you got something to shout about. The, the Living Bible says, may they constantly exclaim how great God is. How great he is. And we could, you know, because back in high school, we used to turn around if we're going out, we're going to get each other fired up. We're going to go out tonight. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. And you just get yourself all fired up. Well, we could do that in church. Come on now. You look at each other and just say, hey, listen, you know what? God's going to move today, and I'm believing God for you. So you believe God for me. And what's going to happen? Why? Because we're not believing for ourselves. I need, I need, I need. No, no, we're believing for you, and you're believing for me. It makes things a whole lot easier. So I looked up rejoice. In the Hebrew, it's suz, S-U-W-S, means to be bright, to be cheerful, to be glad, to make mirth, to display joy. Now, how you display your joy is totally up to you because everybody has a personal commitment and has a personal, well, everybody has personalities. My personality is, <laughs> but some, some other people's personalities are very chill. And so we may not see the joy on you, but we could see you lighting up from the inside. We can, right? It's just like, you know, what we're, you know, you come against, you come across some people and their light is a little dim. And you can see it. And it's like, okay, well, you know, let me, let me, let's see if we can brighten your light a little bit and get them stirred up. You know who's in you? You know, I'm praying for you. Put your hand on them. (laughs) Because you can put your hand on people, they don't even realize what's going on. It's good to touch people. It really is. Psalm 68, please, verse 1. Let God arise and let his enemies be splattered. Scattered is one thing. I like splattered. (laughs) Verse 3. Let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Mark, Mark Hankins said that is maximum joy. When you exceeding, exceedingly rejoice, that's joy maximum. 
maximum. Okay. This is going to be, um, this is going to be uh, audience participation, this part. It's Psalms 136, verses 1 to 5. Do you have the Living Bible? Awesome. Because I'm going to say the first part, and then you're going to say the second part. Okay, we can do that. And you've got to say it out loud with the outdoor voice. Yes, the Living Bible, because it's, it's good. It's not there yet? It's coming. Uh, verses 1 to 5. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Okay, let's do that one more time. Verse 1 again. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Number 2. Give thanks to the Lord, to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Praise him who alone does mighty miracles. Let's do that one again, because it's miracle time. Praise him who alone does mighty miracles. Praise him who made the heavens. If he made the heavens, he can fix our situation. Amen? Amen. So Jeremiah verse 20, we're getting there. I can feel the balloon starting to fill up. Jeremiah, I'm in the, going the wrong direction. Verse 20, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. He got mad at God. Did anybody ever, <laughs> have you ever been mad at God? That's it. I quit. I ain't doing nothing. Well, that's what he did. He said, I will not make mention of him or speak anymore in his name. I am preaching zero. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. In other words, he said, I can't stand it any longer. In the new century, it says, sometimes I say to myself, I'll forget about the Lord. I will not speak anymore in his name. And then this message comes, <laughs> it becomes like a burning fire inside me, deep within my bones. I get tired of how, trying to hold it in inside of me, and finally I can't hold it in. Boom! There it is. Finally, your shout goes, boom! Let it percolate. Because you must be filled to overflow in order to explode. Right? Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 12, New Living. Were you reading that this morning? It was like, whoa! Out of the, especially out of the New Living translation, it, it was something. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? To us. Has he not? Yeah, he has. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in a dry ground. And there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. But he was despised and rejected. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. 
How many times have we done that? As I was reading this, I was just going, oh, man. Yeah, did that. But then I, uh, then I turned around again and looked the right way. He was despised, and we did not care. Verse 4, yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. Mm. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. We've all done that. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed, oppressed, treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was like a um, unjustly condemned. He was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong, and he never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Verse 10, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief for the joy that was set before him. Yet when his life was made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants and he will enjoy a long life. The Lord's good plan, the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. I gotta say it again. But because of his experience, My righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear their sins, all of them, and I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels, and he bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. We heard about Zacchaeus, and he was a tax collector, and they called him everything but his name. But Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I got to go to your house. Again, they call him everything but his name, but Jesus called him by his name, which means pure and innocent. And he's calling us pure and innocent today. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he, God, he, Jesus, made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I am made righteous because you are made righteous because Jesus is righteous, period. And we are right because he is right. Period. There's no buts. There's no ands. There's no ifs. So if you know that you're right, what's to stop you from moving forward with him? Nothing. When you let your faith grow to the point when you're ready to shout, Then you can shout it out. Right? So let's stand for a minute. We're going to go back to um, Psalms 136, verse 1 to 5 in the the Living Bible again. 
Now we're going to say it because we're right. Because he's right. And that's right. And we could shout it from the rooftop. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Praise him who alone does mighty miracles. Praise him who made the heavens. Okay, so now say this after me. Um, comes by hearing. My faith, my faith comes by hearing. Okay, I'm going to say my, your faith, and you're going to say comes by hearing. Okay, your faith, comes by your healing, comes by your prosperity, comes by your rejoicing, comes by and your breakthrough. Comes by well, hear yourself say you're healed. Say you're, hear yourself say something. Amen, right? Give yourself a shout, right? You can give yourself a shout. Shout it out. Sometimes you have to. Maybe it's just a little woo, right? But it's a start. You need to prime your well, right? Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.